Well, we're going to continue in the book of Romans. Like I mentioned to you folks last week, I looked at this second chapter, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I looked at it, and I just, I just didn't have anything. The Lord didn't inspire me to make anything of myself out of what, what I was reading. I was reading it. I understood what it was saying. I just didn't know how to voice about it. And I used Henry Mayhans last week. I don't want to do that again this week. Um, uh, nothing wrong with Henry Mayhans. I just, I'm here to teach. And if I can't teach something, then I need to go on to something that I can teach. Last week, last week we looked at verses 1 through 11, and I used the commentary of Henry Mayhans to guide us through it. And this morning, we're going to jump up to verses 28 and 29 of our study. I leave verse 12 through 27 for you to consider in your own time, not that they are less important, for all of God's word is worthy of all acceptation, and Lord willing, I may be able to teach from them another time. But I dare not try to bring studies nor messages from the word that I do not know. I will say this, it is obvious that in these verses that they teach all sin must be punished, whether Gentile or Jew. There is no excuse for any, for all are guilty before a holy God. Without perfect holiness, no man can be justified before God. So I want to look at verse 11 one more time and then jump up to 28 and 29 if you would. Romans chapter 2, verse 11, for there is no respect of persons with God. Now go over to uh, verse 28 with me. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision, that is of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Now what Paul is saying here is, a true child of God is not one because of your bloodline. For thousands of years, God had blessed a people called Israel. He blessed, blessed the people before that too, but there were a certain people that he raised up in the world to shine his light on. He gave him his oracles. That's where his prophets were from. That's where his prophets were at, was with the, the people of Israel as a picture of God's people throughout all time. That's what that's a picture of. And the circumcision was something that pointed this, this people out more than the world. Nobody else in the world was doing that. God had commanded Abraham to do it to his son, to be circumcised, and this was the, the point, or not Abraham, I'm sorry, Jacob, set them apart from the others of the world. It's not, it was not because of your bloodline that made you a true child of God. A true child is not one by what you do to your body. A true child is one who worships in spirit and the heart. That's what we just read there in, in verse 29. In the spirit and not in the letter, that means in, in the actual of doing so, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Men can circumcise themselves or circumcise their children, but only God can circumcise the heart. Amen. Circumcision is of the heart. 
A man is not a child of God, righteous before God, and justified by God in mere name, nationality, profession, or ceremony. True circumcision is not something outward, but it is an inward work of grace on the heart. Now, a man is a true Jew, or a redeemed person as it is, who, is, who has a work of grace in the heart. I can teach about that. I can tell you about that. I understand what it is to be have a work of grace done in my heart. We'll, we'll see it a little bit later in the message later, but mankind just does not understand the depth of depravity that the fall of Adam put us in. The separation that we are because of sin between us and God. We just cannot understand how deep that goes. Every one of us come into this world being told, Oh, you're such a good little Johnny. You're such a good little child. You did so good. I'm so thankful for you. I pause with that because how true that is, huh? I had a talk with a, a young man who does some work for us around here. He, was, uh, he helped me do some wiring on the electrical here this week, getting ready to move Sue's trailer back over alongside the building where it is now. And... Uh, we were talking about he couldn't believe that an innocent little child in the eyes of God is a sinner. And I asked him, I said, who taught you to lie? It was interesting, he did not deny that he, that he knew how to lie. He did not deny it. He simply blamed it on something else. I expressed to him that that's our nature. That's the sinful nature that we all come into this world with. We come into this world with the nature of protect this. Because this is worth protecting. This flesh that we're in is worth protecting. Protect it with all that we have. Even if we have to lie about it. Protect the desires of this flesh. Because that's what, that's what we're all about. It's all about Johnny's world. He still didn't accept the the idea that we come into this world dead and trespasses and sin, but you got my point. And he made it for me. A man is a, is a true Jew or a redeemed person who has a work of grace in the heart, who has renounced his works and looks to Christ alone for all things. One who worships God in spirit and in truth one who has the law of God written on his heart and not in his hand, and his praise is from God and not from men. Listen to the words of Psalms 34, 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are, broke, that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Or here we go in Psalms 51, verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. This is what it's talking about to be a true Jew. To have your heart broken. To be, have it, and I'm not talking about broken from sadness. I'm talking about broken from pride. A contrite heart, one that is sad for the, for the pride that is within us. We all have things to be sad about. Our circumstances, our family, our work, the world that we live in. I'm talking about being saddened by what's in within us. Sad, oh, how I love Jesus. 
Why? Because he first loved me and gave himself for me. Why did he give himself for me? Because I couldn't do it myself. There's no righteousness in this flesh at all. I need something righteous. I need him. I need Jesus, the one who's loved me from before the world was. It's a heart matter. We come into this world with a desperately wicked heart. That's what we read in Scripture, Matthew 12, 34. Our, our Lord says this, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Again, in Matthew, this time in chapter 15, we read these words in verses 18 through 20. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. And then these very well-known words that we read in Jeremiah 17:9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? You and I know this, don't we? Those of you who are online joining us right now, we know this about ourselves, don't we? Did we know it all of our lives? I didn't know it until I heard the gospel preached. Until I, nerd, until I heard about one who came to save sinners. Well, that's not me. Oh, yes, it is me. The Lord convicted this heart. He cut away. That's what circumcision is. It's cutting away the stone. Cutting away the old stony heart that I was born with. Giving me a new willing heart. Folks, the world cannot see the depth of our fallen Adam. We too could not see that very depth of our depravity. Turn over to Ezekiel chapter 36 if you would please. Ezekiel chapter 36. We're going to read a, a good section of Scripture here. And we're just going to talk a little bit about it over the next 10 or 15 minutes. In Ezekiel chapter 36, I want to begin, if you would, at verse 21. Listen to the words the Lord inspired this prophet to write. But I had pity for mine holy name. That's the Lord inspiring this, this prophet Ezekiel to write these about him. He says, but I had pity... Pity for what reason? Why? Why did the Lord have pity? For mine holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the heathen, whither they went. Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Ezekiel, go and tell this house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sakes. O house of Israel, but for mine holy name's sake, which ye have profaned among the heathen, whither ye went. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified. Now that word sanctified this time means to be honored in you before their eyes. How, do we sanct how, how does the Lord sanctify himself in us before the eyes of the world? By our trust in him. Most Christians in today's world will, 
will say, oh, well, see the good works that I do? See all these good things that I do? What did we read back there? What did we read back there in that verse 29? Let me just go back and read that again for you one more time. Uh, you can stay there in Ezekiel. Not in the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. Our Lord just says he does this for the sake of his holy name. He says, well, I will take from you among, in verse 24, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you out, bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. Now, have you noticed anything that the people of Israel have done yet? Or is it just God speaking of what he will do for us? This is believing Lord, the Lord God in, in the face of the Lord Jesus that He has done it all. All to Jesus. All to Christ I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Ye shall be clean from all your filthiness. Again in verse 25. And from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart. Here's that circumcision, the circumcision of the heart, the circumcision of the spirit. Not the muscle that pumps within us, but the spirit. The old nature was, I will not have that man rule over me. The new heart, the new nature is, I love Jesus because he first loved me. A new heart will I also give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And he goes on. And he says, And I will put my spirit within you. We talked a little bit about being in Christ on Friday night's Bible study. What does it mean to be in Christ? That means to be in Him alone. He dwells in this new heart. A tabernacle not made with hands. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people and I will be your God. I will also save you from all your uncleanness and I will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. That's simply talking about the nourishment of the Spirit of God through the preaching of His Word. There's a famine in the world out here. There's a world out here that's a desert. It's a wilderness without the true Word of God. Oh, they've got a book that, that says the same words we do, but they don't see it. They don't see the true and living God as God. He is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living. And all that means is that those who He has given life to declare Him to be God. Know Him for who He is. They are the ones who He reveals the truth in Himself to them. I will also save you from all your uncleanness. Verse 29. Oh, oh I read that. Verse 30. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and increase of the field that ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good 
and shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. Oh, do you hate? Do you hate the sin that is within you? Folks, if you don't, you need to get on your knees and ask for the Lord to, to, to help you. Lord, help me to hate that which you hate. Help me to love that which you love. Help me to fight, put down this flesh that loves the, the, the sinfulness of the world. Verse 32, he says, For not your sakes do I this. <laughs> he's not going to do it for whatever it is you're doing. He's doing it for his own sake, saith the Lord God. Be it known unto you, be ashamed and confounded of your own ways, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God, in the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the waste shall be builded. This little place right here in rescue. This little place over in Marysville. This little place down in San Diego, Hamul. Oh, how the Lord has raised up and built it in the wilderness a place of His own. A place for you and I to gather and worship Him in truth. Verse 34, And the desolate land shall be tilled, whereas it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. And they shall say, This land that is desolate has become like the Garden of Eden, and waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced and inhabited. Then the heathen then that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places and plant that that is desolate, and I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. Thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock, as the holy flock, as the flock of Jerusalem in her solemn feast, so shall the waste cities be filled with the flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. The spiritual meaning of circumcision is a work only God can do. <clears throat> this is a new spirit. My old stony heart is cut away. We have a new heart that worshiped Him in spirit and in truth, and it's all of Him, not of works lest we should boast. Amen.